This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. You know, when um, Craig was ministering, and it felt like this, if you transform yourself, like just imagine you're in a beautiful garden, and there's so much like stimulation coming, whether you're like, you know, auditory person or visual person or sensory, you know, you're like, you know, smell and whatever, but I, I want to encourage you, however Holy Spirit ministered to you during Craig leading the worship, pay attention to those. Because when Holy Spirit does something in this kind of atmosphere, He always connects whatever's inside of you. It's like sometimes you cannot just connect dots with your own understanding, yeah. but when the time is right, Holy Spirit will connect the dots for you, for you only. And having said that, uh, I just had that scripture rolling, and, and Song of Songs talks about, um, I have come into the, the banqueting house, and his banner over me is love. And I'm just saying that banner that's been over you, not just it just appeared tonight, but it has been, the banner has been over you ever since, even like, let's say, before the foundation of the world, because traditionally, you're already set for being who you are in Christ Jesus. So the very Christ image of dominion figure, we talked about the dominion figure before, pre-service prayer, that you are built to dominate. When I say the word dominate, it's not over people because we are free more agent and everybody has will to choose. It's all about choices in life, whether you are Christian or not. The moment you are born into the physical body, I mean, and you're actually infant. You have no choice. You have parents to <laughs> help you grow up. But when you are trained to a way to choose life, even the Deuteronomy talks about God said before you the blessing and cursing. So choose life to live. And having said all that, I mean, I cannot come here up here and share stuff just out of my own study or naturally, because Pastor Kathy watched me grow up spiritually or two decades, almost nearly three decades. And when I walked into this house, I had no clue. I know I was a born-again Christian, but I had no clue how to walk in the God's dominion, you know. So um, along the way, even to discover, it is big. I mean, if I had known what God had called me to be part of the, the body of Christ and certain calls in my life, I, I could have run and never come back. But in his goodness. <laughs> yeah. So God has been very faithful. So um, 
what has been rolling inside of me, um, I don't know whether, okay, I think I'm going to draw a picture of, about where I am is that sometimes, you know, you're, well, I had to go find this place. Um, this happened like some time ago. And I was on this road and, and I was completely relying on, what do you call that, that Google map app map. And, and you know how you diligently follow the map. You think that the map can be wrong. It is correct. But the place that I was going happened so is newly developed area where it says it should be a road, yes. And it's a road, but it's not on the map. And so I was like driving on that dirt road is full of gravels and whatnot, and you feel the the every the what do you call that agitation? What do you call what do you call that? The well, I just <laughs> I just forgot the word anyway. And you feel that you feel like you need to, I need to have a shock observer to just kind of have the smooth ride. It sometimes it feels like in your Christian walk. Sometimes like I don't know. I'm not familiar with this road. It's not even on the map. What am I supposed to do? You know, I just hope to find this house that I'm supposed to find. And it feels like I'm that place right now. It's not on the map yet. It's almost I have to call up the, the Google map, whoever, whoever the place, and saying, okay, I'm walking on this, I'm driving on this road. Have you ever considered to put this thing on your information <laughs> that I can... That you and I have like an agreement that, okay, here's the road that I want to walk or drive on. So and when you have that kind of like tribul, whatever tribulation or whatever, that the feeling that it's not comfortable, you're just feeling all the movement with the vehicle and all that, and then a lot of thoughts go in my mind. You know, what if there's like a dead end and I don't know, you know, how to get out? And wow, it's a good thing that it's not like nighttime, so at least I can see things around me. <laughs> so I can make proper judgment to get out of this place unscathed. <laughs> that kind of thoughts, you know? So, well, there was kind of a joke between, you know, um, some of my friends is that they always ask, did you sleep well? <laughs> the greeting is, did you sleep well? Because <laughs> I would get up like 2 o'clock in the morning. In fact, I was up until, oh, I, well, I was until up till 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that I was like worried sick about something, but it's just like your spirit is just like moving and rolling. It's like, okay, Jesus, what do I do with this? You know? So you're taking notes and doing up and talking to God about it, and it's like, well, Pastor get to beseech me, so I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so, well, so anyway, the conclusion was that I'm trying to figure out how do I even title this thing. So, what do I do in between or like from Genesis to Revelation? Because the previous, the last time I was up here, um. I use the um, the title, the dance between absolute and obsolete. It's kind of like that too, you know, but it's from Genesis to Revelation and in connection with a life of true worshiper that we've been on this road and that we've been so blessed by 
even last week, Pastor Kathy and um, Marianne Hayden was you know, uh, sharing their journey with the Holy Spirit and how God molded them each individually in, and because of their core is so different, but how Holy Spirit customized each person's journey with the Holy, Holy Spirit with the Word and their lives and that authentic um, true value of who they are. I see the true colors. <laughs> okay, I sang it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And because it, it amazes me because I was sitting there and watching both of them having conversation. And likewise, I watched them grow. You know, although she's my spiritual mother, mother, father, <laughs> in between a lot of things. And, and <laughs> sister, I'm sorry I said that. Okay. <laughs> well, cannot take it back now. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so I, it, it was so amazing for me personally to watch me and my journey with God. And I have two grandbabies. And every time I watch them, like, okay, what kind of, what kind of earth they will inherit? And, it really touches me so deeply because what is what is the what is my inheritance I can give to my kids? Yeah. You know, I know my kids are walking in the walk with Jesus beautifully, the way they built. And one expression is completely different from the other. But I cannot judge one's expression to another, the other. I'm thinking, oh, wow, I think this one is really spiritual and doing amazing, and this one is stuck somewhere. I mean, I cannot say that because, you know why? Because I remember when they were even little, I said to them, I pray, I would pray to God, however God would give me vision or inclination of who they're going to be, is that God. I'm so privileged to have my kids. Thank you so much for building them the way they were meant to be built. And I come in agreement with the Holy Spirit that what they're supposed to be. And I'm so privileged to be able to have to come to this house, call this house my family, because there are many times, you know, you have that temptation, like, when you're raising teenagers, you just want to... Let's leave it that. But you have to make a choice, even your confession over your kids. Yeah, I know. Many times I did repent to God, okay, having thoughts. But what does God say? So what is the inheritance? See, even in order for me to regulate my thoughts, you have to have a skillful hearing. So when it comes to biblical hearing, biblical hearing is now you hear and you forget about it. The biblical hearing is you really listen and obey. Yeah. I remember um, this years ago, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I was standing, there's always been my corner. I used to pray to the worship over there, to over here, over there. And oh, exactly, I've been around the sanctuary. <laughs> but anyway, one time, um, he goes like, 
ho, 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 said, wow, well, okay, that's ho, ho, like the Santa Claus laughing, ho, 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 what is that? And then, you know, okay, I'm kind of quirky sometimes, so just you know, bear with me. And so, so he goes, here and obey, here and obey, just the ho, ho, ho. So like, oh, gee, maybe I had something to like obey about, so what do I need to obey about? Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, all right. I mean, I could tell you stories after stories. <laughs> you know, like when you are like down and you feel like you're so spent and God gives you those kind of quirky moments, like okay, you got to laugh. Yeah. And the hearing part is, he gave me this picture. I mean, okay, this is okay. okay I'm publicly openly saying it right now that you know that the word heart, H E A R T. What's in the right in the middle? Well, how big is your ear to hear? So I think you never graduate from developing the mastery of hearing, or you could say the mastery of the art of hearing, the word of God. Even remember like when Jesus was baptized, and someone said to them, look, look, behold, Behold, the Lamb of God. Okay, so here's the thing. At the time when they hear, behold, I know some of you are like, you know, really diligent students, so you probably already know what I'm <laughs> about to say. Behold, the Lamb of God. They knew exactly what that meant. That means he's going to be a dead person. <laughs> the Lamb of God. So here's a question. When they hear something like that, I mean, obviously, they probably have a kind of a, what do you call, um, a question, a lamb of God, a lamb. A lamb is always prepared for sacrifice. And... Um, What is sacrifice to you or me? Okay, like I said in the beginning, what I'm sharing is not really, I'm not talking at you or preaching at you. It's what God's saying to me right now. Because sometimes that the attitude adjustment or my adjustment to what I have to do, even my daily routines, sometimes it's not so much so that I'm obeying certain things because I have brownie two point to make. No, but sometimes I have to go somewhere and find serendipity or accidentally find the book. Okay, it was a beautiful thing when last week Pastor Kathy and um, Marion talked about there's no such thing as secular or sacred. I just love it because... When God leads you, he'll, 
he will just take you to a place where even if you feel like and you're like in well in your training, then, oh well that is even we talked about earlier. Oh, that's not um quote unquote biblical book or you know, if you're listening to certain music, that they're not the, the worship song or you know, if you watch a certain program, oh that's not really kosher. What does that mean? You know? I mean what is what what is the thing you can able to eat? and digest and process and still be a blessing to you. I'm not saying that you neglect the Bible. You should never because never, you're built upon this one. Yeah. But in those moments when God wants you to adjust certain things, because when he leads you to a certain place, and whether it's a book or a person or location, even movies or whatever, even music, whatever it is, when when you are ready to just, okay, Holy Spirit, teach me. Then there's a definitely benefit for your growth. Don't you agree? So how do you hear? Sometimes this type of um, sharing can get kind of scary because, well, does that mean that I have to always go look after that? No. Um. How do you train to hear God? It's not, actually no, no. You don't train yourself. Actually, Holy Spirit does it with you. Yeah. So, um, how do I hear His voice? The Holy Spirit is the illuminator, and without Holy Spirit, we cannot know Father and Son and the Holy Spirit the way we need to know. So in the New King's Version, Matthew 13, 16, But blessed are you, your eyes for they see, and your ears for they hear. In John 16, 13, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Here's a question. How do I spend time with the Word? By myself or with the Holy Spirit? Okay, imagine this. Let's say my daughter comes into my room and she finds me sitting in my chair and open the Bible and just sit there. And she probably thinks that that's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. How are you going to read the Bible or book? What are you doing sitting in the dark? Maybe. You need the light. So likewise, and it could be like really elementary to some of you, some of us, but I've done that, you know, because I grew up in church, so you just pick a schedule, and, okay, Proverbs has 30, 31 chapters, so you do, just do one each day. They will cover a month. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've done that. And then um, pick any book, like Book of Acts, 28. So here's one in Old Testament and New Testament. You know, just mix it up. Or, yeah, I'm not knocking the Bible studies or reading plans. 
You have to have it because you know God cannot work. Holy Spirit cannot work with you without the Word. It's your daily bread. You have to feed yourself. You must feed yourself. It is absolutely necessary. You feed yourself, but with the same. But at the same time, how do you grow spiritually with the Holy Spirit? Because I think I even uh, shared when Heather was sharing about um, the importance of Holy Spirit. So, okay, when you sp- pray in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit is very important. Praying in the Spirit really helps you to, I think, from my own experience, it really, what it does to you first, foremost, to yourself, that just bridle your tongue. Period. You know, I failed so many times, but you just have to be consciously just bridle your tongue. Pray in the spirit. I've done that with my kids too. Like, okay, turn around, pray, come out. Yeah. Well, I've done that with the husband too, you know, but <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So, it's first of all, we're talking about we're dominion figures, but sometimes we have to rule our own atmosphere, spirit, soul, and body. And we call it like autonomy. Okay, I'm just kind of going through, like really kind of skipping some of these things. But anyway, um, the autonomy. The definition of autonomy is the right or condition of self-government or self-governing country or region. You know, um, it's interesting that even Pastor Kathy, you know, introduced you guys as a like, government of Israel, but you, you all are too. Yeah. Because you are part of like heavenly government on the earth occupying right. this place. You first, you first occupy your own spirit, soul, and body. We talk about spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit, soul, and body have to come in alignment. You don't do it. You just let Holy Spirit govern that together. You know? So, not my will, you will be done. It's not just Jesus spoke that word for himself. But many times, I have to say, not my will, but you will be done. All right. So, how many times do you want to run away? Well, okay. I do sometimes. I think it's almost like I'm not bragging or boasting about what I know in the spirit. That's not what I'm talking about. It's sometimes in life, okay, you think about where the money come from to pay my mortgage, where the money come from to pay the gas, or if you, you know, let your, if you have little ones, then if you want to give them good, balanced education. So not only, you know, they go to school, but what about the extracurricular activities and all that? You just, it's on the, on the earth, you have to manage, but God didn't build us to just manage. He built us to drive. And sometimes I have to preach myself grace. You can do better than this. But it's not me doing it. 
how much am I willing to expand my imagination in light of how faithful God is? You know, I cannot just dissatisfy. I cannot be just satisfied with the fact that we are God has been faithful for, for the past five years, even further, like 10 years, and all my life he's been faithful. But do I have faith to engage even further, to just expand the territory? What is God's given territory for you? You know, we all each given territory. I cannot say what's yours. I can only govern what I can give it to govern or rule or reign. Because the pastor very used to say that the kingdom, the kingdom, the rule and reign must be expressed in your life. That's Christian walk. And when we say that we are the express image or we're the dominion figure you know, we are the carrier of image of Christ. What is that exactly, what is that image exactly look like? It is dominion through Christ. So how do we find that we have dominion? Through the word of God. And so I'm now, I'm at a place we know, like uh, some time ago I went to, to get my car inspected. And good thing that everything came out okay. But sometimes, like, I think what the Holy Spirit does is, like, you know, he will say, okay, can you check on this area of your life, this area of your life, this area of your life? And I found myself in a couple of places, ouch, I kind of neglected that part, so I need to kind of go back to the basic. But it's funny, like I told you that I'm on this, like, a dirt road, not sure where I'm going. And I should be excited about it because it's like he's, he wants to build a road that I travel where I can positively say I've traveled down to this road where that you were with me and I was able to find the house that I need to go find and therefore talk to the person in the house and have taken what I need to take and leave the place and have made a safe journey. So what does God say to you right now? Or what scripture do you have right now that God's talking to you about? It doesn't matter whether in the Old Testament or New Testament. Okay, speaking of Old Testament and New Testament. <laughs> it's not my pet peeves, but I'm okay. One of my passion, one of my, um, okay joy, or I love Old Testament. And my heart is for people is that to really, really enjoy the Word of God. Because it's your genealogy. You know when people go just do the Ancestry.com? It's right here, your Ancestry.com. And no matter like what kind of spiritual background you came from, people always say, well, I understand New Testament great. I have no idea what the Old Testament is all about. And I, I remember, I distinctly remember, I attended the middle school, 
where it's a, a Christian, it's mission-based. So an American missionary couple established this middle school in the city I grew up. And it's one of the really beautiful schools that I've attended. But the thing about it was that the school mandatory was because the mission school, even if you're not even a Christian, all the students have to take a Bible class. Can you imagine the debates with the teenagers? So I used to have, so I don't understand this Bible, and it's so bloody, because if you have a different um, translate, well, you know, different, like, well, religious background, like, okay, you're supposed to, you know, like, really honor life, you're not supposed to kill a thing, not even a mosquito, and here you just sacrifice after sacrifice, killing left and killing right, and bloody, it's always smell like smelling like bloody. What, the, what, is, what is the up with this book? I, mean, I'm, I was born again in when I was like little, I was grew up in church, so I was like, okay, but Jesus is the Lord. What else can I say? <laughs> Jesus is my Savior. And, but this is the distinction. The blood sacrifice. Without that, you're not going to find yourself in here. So, that was just my experience in middle school. Um, but now when I look back, I just thank God for the, mission, the missionary couple because I can't imagine the schools probably still exist and still teaching the Bible. And can you imagine the way the gospel is being preached to them? To the generations to come. So I said, glory to God. So here's another question. What is the difference between your favorite scriptures and your cornerstone scriptures or fundamental scriptures? Or both? I mean, this is not really like a heavy duty kind of like question. So do you have your favorite scriptures? We all do, I think. And then do you have your fundamental scriptures? To me, when I say fundamental, it's like what scriptures you can actually literally see, taste, and smell, and even so many attachment of testimony of, of testimony and and it's distinctively yours because it has everything to do with your core and destiny and purpose in life. I have three. Two in the new, one in old. But this, but the, my fundamentals are one of those like ouch hallelujah type of scriptures. Because every time Holy Spirit remind me of a certain, because I have to deal with a certain challenges and he will come the moments I want to give up. You'll say, okay, you remember that scripture? I say, oh, yeah. do I have to again? Yeah. Yes. yeah, again. That's where you have to write the journal. Yeah. Because I remember going back certain places that I go back and I remember, oh, let's say May 31st, 2005. This is what Holy Spirit said. Like, I forgot about that one. Okay. So how many of those moments do you have? 
And I'm, I'm at one right now. And I even, even like, in fact, it's not just one. Like all three of them, like in the wells, not screaming at me, but just remember. Remember. And you say yes. It's almost like you're coming, okay, remember? You say yes, 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 yes. So do I have to God? Yes. So favorite scriptures. I think that I love favorite scriptures. Favorite scriptures are the most beautiful places where you can really have, you know, like we talk about vision board or you even have one of those like bucket list things. You just have all these pictures on the wall. I want to go to a particular country and maybe spend whole entire month just travel around and eat and and like my God shall supply all my needs according to his rich thing, Christ Jesus, and some pictures you want to have. It's all good. You should have those. It's much better than having bare wall, like, okay, what do I ask God for? But in the places with your fundamental scriptures and favorite scriptures, there's like a, the addition comes. What do you want to add to it? And in my growth with the Holy Spirit, literally next to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and my own angel, plus many angels, yeah, acknowledge your angels. Well, I'm the same that. This is that. Even in Jesus' ministry, when you read scripture, always think on the fact that he didn't just move about. Yes, he was just as human as we were, but at the same time, after he was baptized in the Jordan River, when he started his own ministry, he was walking as a really um, confronting the spiritual realm. So, for instance, when he says, this is not even my note, but when he says, let's go over to the other side, and he faces, he ended up facing storm. Was it just a storm? Because there's an opposition in the spirit realm. And here's Jesus. He wasn't just going alone. There are spirit beings attached to his ministry. The reason I'm saying this is because some of, some of us are called in the areas where that you will be supplied those heavenly host armies in order to fulfill your destiny and call. And as a body of Christ, we should not be ashamed even mentioning angels. Why not? I mean, there are like a prophet out there. It's known for this person to some which warlock would just do this flying in the spirit and show up in the person's hotel room just to agitate. 
For some people, this is known. Is this known for us? Well, the reason I'm saying it is not like to just work up. I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to make something sensational, but I'm talking about as dominion figures in the body, we should expect this type of ministry for our individuals' lives. But at, with the same token, that you shouldn't even be in any business of other people's authority or field that you are not, we have no business about. Sometimes this is where like, a lot of confusion happens in the body of Christ. But I don't even know why I'm saying this in this <laughs> atmosphere, but I guess somebody needs to hear this. Is that if you feel like you're stuck, just make time and space to be with the Holy Spirit and have a really honest conversation. That's where I am right now. Okay, because I said, God, this is not what I thought it would be. And sometimes I feel very tired to be able to have to really deal with certain things. I won't go into details, but sometimes, you know, you think about in a spiritual sense, okay, this is what I see, and this is how I pray. This is what I release in the spirit realm. And sometimes it can be a really lonely place, but at the same time, okay, there are times God will tell you, you need to seek out counselors because there's a there's, there's a wisdom in multitude of counselors. And God never created us to be, Pastor Barry used to call loose cannons. Yeah. You know, wrecking havoc all the time. Because we are supposed to operate in harmony in God and honoring one another. And it's amazing to hear, you know, you and Pastor JR and, and Ms. Cabin and you know, like Omo and, and in this beautiful body, uh, Marianne and Pastor Gavin and the way, the way they really own their call. And you need that kind of up. So when, you, when we say here, sometimes the voice that comes out, you know, like if... If Pastor Gavin says something like, oh, I don't quite understand what he just said, or even right now, it's like, I, I just cannot understand what Grace is saying right now. You can come and ask me, but at the same time, you can take that to God. Okay. Can you? Okay, can I go back to Old Testament, New Testament again? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I feel like I missed something here. Um, so, Pastor Barry always used this scripture, 1 Corinthians 15.46. Let me get to that point. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became life-giving spirit. However, the spirit the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterward the spiritual. 
And the King James Version, I just read the New King James Version. The King James Version says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first, which is spiritual, but the but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. So here we're talking about living soul, the first Adam being a living soul in Greek concordance number 5590. I need my glasses, okay. So it's a psyche, but also, you know, um, its meaning is breath. And then the quickening is, in metaphorical term, is that a seeds are germinating and spring up and growing. So the last Adam, being, he's being the quickening spirit. But here the spirit is a pneuma, Holy Spirit, and movement of air and wind and breath. So let Holy Spirit quicken my soul when I give time and space to the Word of God. Okay? So when he used this scripture, it really struck me because when he, because he's the one who in the training center taught um, the base tenets of um, New and Old Testament, and he always used this scripture that first is not spiritual but natural, afterwards spiritual. So this is the illustration I always used, that here's the light, and I'm standing right under the light. And if you see the shadow, then it would be really absurd for someone to walk up instead of looking at me and say, hi, Grace, how are you? And looking at the shadow. I mean, unless you connect the shadow to the person who's standing in substance in the light, there's no way of knowing who this person, who the shadow belongs to. So if Jesus Christ is standing right here and with the Holy Spirit illuminating to Jesus and you're looking at the shadow and that's all about God, then, you know, people will say, you're crazy cook. What is that? It's just an illustration. So in the New New Testament, Jesus. Jesus is revealed completely in the New. But the shadow is the Old Testament. Everything that Old Testament talks about pointing right to Jesus and his cross. So the lens that we have to use when we read Word of God, is that Jesus is the lens and Holy Spirit is the other light, like prism. Then we can eliminate, and looking at the Old Testament, we can eliminate so much. Because for some people, the Bible is either horror movie, horror story, or, you know, one of the, the cuckoo story about... It's so weird, actually. Think about it. And... You know, Old Testament God is schizophrenic and New Testament God so loving and like which which one is he? 
mean, this is actually people feel that way. Yeah. So without the Holy Spirit's help and his illumination, like with Jesus being the lens to interpret, to interpret the scripture, you will never know what this whole word of God is all about. If, if we only needed like New Testament, Holy Spirit would not inspire the writers to write. Yeah. You know, it's funny thing is that it's so interesting because I, I always share this. I used to share this story in, in when teaching tabernacle class and feast class is that because I always give them reason why we have to study this. Because, you know, yeah. <laughs> why you have to study this? I mean, okay, you can still go to heaven. It's all good. You don't have to study this. You don't have to read this. It's your priority. But the Holy Spirit, I think he strongly recommend you read the Bible from cover to cover. <laughs> Strongly recommend. <laughs> okay. Was it too harsh, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I had so many interesting questions, like, you know, like when, you, when you're growing up, like, okay, you know, I know Jesus loves me, and this is the God that I know, but in the Old Testament. And, okay, when I was growing up, the Bible that I read, we didn't have children's Bible. So I had my Bible was, either mix up the Korean word plus and some Chinese characters. I still have that Bible. When I open it, I cannot read Chinese characters anymore because I've forgotten. But the point is, a bunch of gibberish to me. Okay, I went to Bible. I mean, I went to the Bible, or like summer Bible vacations, Bible school, and, and then like I have really, when I got born again, my, my sweetest um, she was probably like, like, like Christine over there, you know. She was telling this Bible story, you must be born again. So I got born again. It was glorious and beautiful, but where do I learn the word of God? So I read like a really grown-up version of the Bible, and it's almost like King James Version kind of thing. Thou and thus and all these things. And, and even there's something about now there's so many different translations, even, even in my native language. It's, it's like, it's glory to God, it's beautiful. But back then, I was like, okay, you know, somebody need to help me with this. And so I remember, I think it was, I was maybe fourth grade, fifth grade or whatever. And somebody had a brilliant idea of translating the whole Bible story about Moses and, you know, uh, Joseph and, and, you know, the whole patriarch, the, the family's drama inside, whatever, the whole story. <laughs> And it was, it was actually, it was, it was like a cartoon drawing. It was beautiful. It was, the story was beautiful. And I'm thinking, I was like, during summer, it was during summer break. And I remember, I don't know how I got hold of them, but it was like a series of like uh, comic books. So, (laughs) and I, I just fell in love with those books. So I started (laughs) reading the comics. I'm thinking, oh my God, now it makes, Sense. <laughs> I love it. it. Makes sense. And I think from then on, I said, "Then see, this is a really beautiful thing because it made sense." And I was able to go back and start reading the the Bible, <laughs> the, the actual Bible. That I was like, oh, "Okay, now I can read it. It's good." So, why did I say all that? 
because when I came to this church and I was kind of thrown into this whole environment of, okay, you got to study the world. This is, this is where you eat and breathe and, you know, you, you consume the word of God. This is the lifestyle of a worshiper. This is how you worship God. And it doesn't have to be boring, you know. And you make a, um, I don't know, tuna marrow sandwich or... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Okay. Or I think, yeah. Okay, I think I know my grandchild had that one the other day. <laughs> um, whatever meal you make, you eat because you enjoy eating. Don't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah, even if you're on diet, enjoy the meat. Meal you eat. Because <laughs> it, does, it does your soul really good anyway. Um, so the point is, everything that was written in the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus and his finished work. And so there's no confusion for you. And I remember numerous times that when I was met with the challenges, interesting enough, there are like, of course, New Testament scriptures and what Apostle Paul went through and all that. But a lot of times, maybe it's because the way I was built in my life experiences, I was able to go back to the storylines, what Joseph suffered what he had endured. Remember in the Hebrews, by faith, book of 11, no, the chapter 11, what do you call that? The whole of faith? The whole of faith? In fact, the book of Hebrews is summary or synopsis of whole entire Old Testament. Because there's so much imageries and, and the practices they had to do with it. Israel. And another confusion that we have to clarify is that Israel was never never children of God. They're people of God. Okay, I'll just let it hang there. We are the children of God. Everything I've said so far, I gleaned from my spiritual father. (laughs) Yeah. And so... How do you hear God? How do you hear? Does he talk to you just with the scriptures or sensings and feelings? And, okay, this is the thing. Even if you have certain inclination, Holy Spirit always gives you the reference or the confirmation through the word of God. I mean, at least in my experience. Because only scripture confirms scripture. You know, when we say Jesus is the one who, is John 1.14, the word became flesh toward among us. But he's saying, he's saying the same thing to us. 
that my word, my living word, is spirit and life. You consume it. You spend time with me, with the word. Then you are the living word. On Sunday, Pastor Kevin talked about the revelation. The revelation is the idea that comes with the power. You are. We are God's idea that comes with power. I think I'm going to stop here because. Okay, in the beginning, I had today when I was up at the five. I have about five doors to enter. To be honest, so I was a little bit like antsy. Like, okay, God, you know, all depending on the worship. <laughs> yes, it is true because there's no separation in connection, and so even when God gave me scripture for personally for me, okay, this is the day that you have made, and you will rejoice that we we are rejoicing with me. Sometimes my facial expression does not necessarily. Comply with the joy. Remember, Joyce Meyer say, "Just notify your face." Okay. So anyway, Jesus, the joy set before him, he endured the cross. We don't have to. Yes, we do have a, a cross, cross to carry, but not to death, because he already paid the price for it. So what is the word? What is the D word or many words or few words or what is the thing that God wants to have time with you? It's like He wants to refine your listening skill again and again. Because I'm at that place right now. Because having said that, there are certain scriptures that I look at like I have no idea. I used to know what it meant, but now I feel like I have to re. Acquainted, what you're saying to me? Anybody? Yeah. And when World War Two, World War, when we the nation, this nation, this great nation, went to you know the national conflicts with World War, and I came from a country where without the intervention of this nation, I think about this. Would I be able to stand here and talk to you right now? So the price that that's paid for our freedom is really priceless. It's incredible for us to enjoy life, but even that enjoying enjoyment of life. There's a component of a spiritual battle. Yes, we won positionally. Yes, we are winners. Well, we are conquerors. Even in the book of Revelation, okay, the whole point of the book of Revelation is to remind you who you are, and to the seven churches, he who overcomes. Don't forget, you are overcomer. That was the whole point. Never. Talked about you need to be ruptured away and be passive and play dead. Oh, 
I don't know if I have made sense so far. But he's, I think in this season, he's beseeching us. Go back to what you call to. Don't compare with one another. I mean, I feel like I paid price so far. Not like Jesus did, but no, he demands. What can you sacrifice? But that's the, the worship component always comes with a sacrifice. What can you sacrifice? You know, my sacrifice look, probably look completely different from Christine or Omar or Kevin or Asia or Craig. But what does God say to you? I think, you know, God is training us to hear his voice afresh all over again. You know, I think in World War I, there are certain uh, European troops, they, they had the special forces, they trained their soldiers to hear a particular sound in the field. Because they had to distinguish the voice of enemy approaching, whether it's a weaponries or people, however. It's like you have to almost catch the sound in the wind and say, uh-uh, I have to guard my territory and enforce the victory. He called us to be triumphant church. It's the kingdom mandate. And we say, well, the kingdom mandate, what does that mean? I think it happens individually. It's like, you know, certain things that I have to mind my own business. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but I'm in a season for it's personally for me. I sort of have to kind of shut all the noises out. Why? Because I'm being built as a bomb. One time I shared how you're being built as a bomb with, I think, a worship team one time. We are each individually given a field to explode with the glory. Glory is manifest presence of God. How does Holy Spirit, Father, Son manifest in your domain? Through the word. Remember, from Logos to Ramos to glory. We are built to be powerful beings, not over people. Over territories that you were given. So like this, we really have to own in our heart and mind that there's no such thing as sacred and secular. Because your daily life matter. Today, today, what this is called today, do not harden your heart. I'm talking to myself. 
do not harden your heart. It's so easy to harden my heart. And I want to walk away. But what about my children? Because even now, I'm exemplifying how to walk by faith and have dominion over myself and my own life. And my, just like my kids watched me handle things, and my grandchildren will watch and learn how to handle life. Because we are mighty army, anointed. So I believe that by the Spirit of God, I, in grace form, in this grace form, beseeched you. Spend time the word. Spend time with the word, the word that God's giving you. And being built like a bomb. So he can explode. And anointed ones. You and I, we are all anointed. We are we anointed to break the power of curses. Just like we pray for the Afghanistan in the beginning or meeting. We are the force to be reckoned with. To enforce what Christ has done. To give glory to his name. And just like Pastor Gavin always encourages us, be the peculiar people that you're called to be. The Christ expression of you. You be you, Ubu. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me pray. Father God, we thank you for your amazing love for each and every one of us. I thank you, Father, for the word for each and every one of, one of us. I thank you, Father, for the word that proceeding from your presence for each and every one of us. So when you come to us individually and you want to train us to hear your voice all over again with our intentionality and you will honor us with your joy and your boldness and your encouragement so we may walk out our own salvation with the fear, not the kind of fear that we have to just fear you, but with the reverence and trembling that we are accountable to the cause that you have given us, each every one of us. So as tonight and each person goes about and be the dominion figure in their own domain, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. You give them wisdom. Give them the empowerment. Give them the resources to be able to fulfill each one's call in their domain. Thank you, Father. 
praise you. We give you honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.